Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Uh, I must say, and, and I certainly want you to correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know that I have ever read as many positive comments and Arkansas being at either the top spot or in the top two or three is what I read. And Danny does a fantastic job, magnificent job of of covering uh, as it was this past weekend, extremely busy weekend of official visitors, unofficial visits uh, for the football team in Arkansas. Uh, have you? Can you remember? Can you remember? Uh, maybe Trey, you didn't read all that I did, but it seemed like everything that was being said about the Arkansas program, super, super positive by all of the recruits. Absolutely. They had seven visitors in and you got either like, you know, Arkansas is my favorite or mm-hmm. Arkansas is top two. A lot of that kind of talk, um, you know, Jaquan McCrory down to not down to, but favorite Arkansas and and um, and Oregon. He's been to Arkansas a few times, six, eight, three hundred sixty five pound offensive lineman uh, who's a four star recruit. Um, uh, you had. Uh, Akari Johnson, who uh, he came away saying Arkansas is his favorite Mm -hmm. uh, athlete out of Pleasant Grove, uh, Texarkana, uh, Texas. You had um, Brian Huff, obviously an in-state guy from Valley View at Jonesboro. Um, Jordan Burns, another linebacker out of Atlanta. Nate Palmer, I think Nate Palmer had Arkansas among his top two. Kendall Jackson, Decker DeGraff. um, Really positive reviews from everybody. And it was, again, you know, we say this, but – the last few years, the recruiting calendar has changed a lot, and June has become a huge month for Razorback recruiting and college football recruiting in general. But you've had seven visitors come in this past weekend. You only had one in C.J. Brown, who's he's coming up on a decision too, the wide receiver out of Bentonville. Next weekend, looking ahead, you got seven more. And then the weekend after that, there's 18 scheduled to come in now, Randy. I think it was wow. 16 last time we talked. Uh, so, uh, And plus, they've got all these camps going on. You know, they had – all the camps they had this weekend, they've got like six more coming up. So uh, it's a it's a really busy month, and uh, looks like their first big big visit weekend was a pretty good hit. No no commitments out of it, but uh, it looks like it was a pretty good hit. Uh, speaking of Brian Huff, he said they're up there pretty high. Talking about where Arkansas stands, he dropped some news by saying a decision could come either at the end of this month. Or before my birthday, which is September the 8th. We'll do it on the 7th. That's my birthday. So they give me a birthday present. Uh, yeah. A player, a young man from Decatur, Texas, Nate Palmer, who was a late ad, if I remember correctly. I love what he had to say, uh, Trey, when he said he was impressed by Arkansas's depth at running back, saying it's a testament mm-hmm to Jimmy Smith's ability to develop, and he thinks he can do the same definitely in my top two, and that is a four-star running back out of Texas. 
That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I'm reading all these comments in, in the article that Danny had, uh, Sunday Notebook, several prospects wrapping up visits uh, with hogs. Every one of them was like that. You know, they're in the top yeah. two. Or they're, right now, they're at the top, like you mentioned, Shaq McRoy. He said, right now, number one. That guy's a monster. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Nate Palmer, a uh, different kind of back than they have committed in Jaden Ball right now. Ball goes about six foot two fifteen. Uh, Palmer's a little bit more of a, you know, scat back guy, 5'11", 180. So a little bit lighter. We think they're going to probably try to take two running backs in the class. Uh, just, you know, you never know what happens with transfer portal and stuff like that. And it's hard to manage a roster because you don't know. But it feels like they're going to try to take two. Uh, is it going to be Nate Palmer? Braylon Russell also from inside the state is still uh, still out there. So uh, they've got some good options um, uh, at running back right now with either one of those guys and they can get them on board. Um, yeah, it was it was a nice weekend for them. So that was nice to nice to see all the positive reviews from the seven guys that came in. And Absolutely. Danny got articles on every one of them. Absolutely. Let's talk with uh, Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, I do. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? How are you, Charlie? Uh, oh, I'm doing all right. Trey, um, you know, I was going to ask you about uh, something on KJ real quick, but I wanted to relate it to last year's offense, and then I want to talk about this year's offense. Obviously, under Browse, he, he did not throw a lot of interceptions. And mm-hmm. I think, obviously, that's part of something that's good about KJ. And, but also, at times, I think he, you know, with the intermediates, especially with missing practice last year, I don't know if at times he threw this much in anticipation on the intermediate stuff. Maybe it was, you know, lack of, you know, uh, belief in his shoulder, you know, health. And I think he did struggle with that some last year. He's not going to make that excuse. But I want to ask you, we always talk about the fine line with him and his running and, you know, when he, you know, all those things. What's the fine line with a guy that, you know, obviously has a track record, of taking care of the football, but at the same time, you want him to, you know, maybe take a few more chances as a coach because he does have that ability. What What do you? I mean, I I guess what I'm asking, I don't really know how to put it into a full question, but like with Dan, yeah, I'm having because, a hard time seeing where it was what you're asking me exactly. Well, okay, okay. Let me try to let me try to let me think about how I'm gonna say. It. Okay, under okay. Browns, he only threw a few interceptions. Now under Dan, as he's coming in, do you, I know the ball is the most important thing, but mm-hmm. is there going to be times that Dan looks at you know some opportunities over the middle and say, "Kaza, just let it go, man. Believe in it and let it go." Or uh, you know what I mean? Because you know sometimes you got. Well, he's going to be asked to throw. He's going to be asked to throw over the middle a lot more based on what I've seen, Tighter what throw, I saw, yeah. In, yeah, what I saw in in spring practice uh, with throws over the middle, and even the saw, spring game. Yeah, in the spring game as well. And then, you know, what I saw out of Talia Tungabaloa at, uh, at Maryland, you know, he threw over the over the middle a lot. He's also going to throw a lot of screen passes. I think I think there's a good chance that KJ will break the uh, the school passing record for uh, completion percentage I think he will too. this year. Because Arkansas, they're going to throw a lot more Thank screens. you, Charlie. They're going to throw a lot more screen passes, I, I think, just based on what I've seen uh, and, and the work that they've done. And that's obviously – Barry Lundy used to say – um, you know, he talked about his passing stats and his completion percentage to his 
you know, some of the, the quarterbacks on campus and he'd, he'd go, now these are, those are real completions. Those aren't the gimme. We, you know, we didn't throw those wide receiver screens all the time and stuff. They're, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much gimme. So these are real completions. But, uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a chance to, to break the record. He was at 68% last year, just a little bit behind what Felipe Franks was. Um, and, you know, Brandon Allen, when he was at Arkansas under Enos, and the offense has evolved and changed, obviously, since then. But Brandon, he threw 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions. He didn't didn't have a high number of, of interceptions and, you know, still ran the ball. So he wasn't the kind of runner KJ is, but still had, you know, over 50 rushing attempts and over 100 yards um, when he was at Arkansas. That includes sacks and everything, too. But, uh, yeah, I think you're, you're going to see him. They're going to use the entire field, I think, in this offense, you know, and they'll still do the things that, that KJ's good at. I also think, you know, just from a technical side of things, you know, where KJ struggled a little bit in some of the shorter or intermediate throws, and he's gotten better at everything throughout his career. But I do think those are areas that Enos will be able to really help him and, and make him a better pass on some of the shorter stuff. Long ball, I mean, KJ's as good as anybody out there throwing the long ball. He's been very accurate with the long ball, that's for sure, right on the money. I, I want to go back, Trey, if I can, and get my um, liquid paper, and I want to take that five <laughs> off of the interceptions, knock it down to three, because there were two that we've talked about where Knox just flat-handed the ball, it seemed like, to the other team. So I really yeah. want to take those two off the ledger. The other three, I'll give, I'll give full credit to KJ on that. If you look at the entire body of work last year by Stetson Bennett, I know we're not talking about Georgia and Stetson Bennett, but you look Mm -hmm. at the year that he put together, 310 completions out of 454 attempts, that's 68.3%, 27 touchdowns through just seven interceptions, 4,127 yards, 161.2 rating, averaged 275 yards a game, uh, 9.1 yards per attempt or per, uh, yeah, per reception, sacked nine times. I mean, that, that how that got him when the Heisman, really when you get down to it, the numbers itself are are super on the other hand kj he only attempted 200 or make that 300 on the season while completing 204 that's 68 percent. you talked about that 24 touchdowns almost just three short of stetson bennett five interceptions three interceptions uh seven for stetson bennett 41 27 for bennett uh, 2648 for KJ and 150 more attempts, 154 more attempts, though, by Stetson Bennett. He could have had a KJ, little... yeah, KJ played in, in a lot fewer games, like four fewer games, five yeah. fewer games. Yeah, yeah, he played in five fewer games because he was hurting two of them. If KJ had continued his pace and, and played in 13 games since at the same pace that he had in the other 11 games, he would have thrown for like 3,100 yards. And close to thirty touchdowns. I mean, he would have he would have um, put up better passing numbers and probably ran for over seven hundred also if he'd stayed healthy. Right. Uh, so that definitely would have helped his number. The reason Stetson Bennett didn't win the Heisman, I guess, is probably because Caleb Williams did, and he had 
you know, 4,500 yards in 13 games and 42 touchdowns and five interceptions. So, mm-hmm. uh, Caleb Williams had a pretty, pretty uh, impressive season also. And, um, you know, did run the ball pretty good too. He, he had almost 400 rushing yards as well. It's in touchdowns. So that's probably why Stetson Bennett didn't win it. But competing in the SEC, leading his team to the national championship, uh, you know, you definitely could have made a case for him. But, you know, none of those guys is like passing rating is that much better than KJ's. No. I mean, they're, they're, neither of them were like over 170, and KJ was 165 or 165. Yeah. I mean, so, um, yeah, it's not like there's that much separation in terms of his efficiency or completion percentages. You know, those are all right about the same, also. Um, in fact, um, I think KJ's is better than Caleb Williams. Uh, completion percentage so it's just you know it's, it's volume obviously part of it and um, wins you, know, you gotta win you gotta win as a quarterback yep. that's the that's the marker and KJ has a chance to break several records this year you know single season records um, he has a chance to break be the all time the school's all time leading passer I mean that's incredible when you think about it because a lot of people think that KJ is you know just a real you know a dual threat which he is but he's got a chance to put up more passing yards than Tyler Wilson or Brandon Allen or, you know, all those guys. So it's a pretty, pretty cool deal. Pretty amazing, uh, particularly when you consider Tyler Wilson just being a throw, 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 and Brandon Allen the same thing. That, that is amazing he could break those records. Yeah, well, Brandon really only had that last year where he had yeah, you know, 3,400 right. yards, right. and Tyler was a two-year starter. Right. And then Ryan Mallett was a two-year starter. That's right. Um, so, and KJ's got, you know, he's going to be a three-year starter, and he's, you know, was just a little more consistent those first two years in terms of putting up about 2,600 yards and then, you know, give him a third year. So, yeah, he's got a chance to break that record, all-time leading passer. Um, and uh, I don't believe he's, he's not going to break the rushing record, most likely. It's Matt Jones's, but, uh, you know, my, my question pretty, produ- pretty productive. My question was going to be, Trey, do you think we'll see him a tuck it less than what he did last year, considering his injuries. Possibly, but you still – maybe just be safer with it instead of trying to, you know, bow over the safety, you know, maybe step out of bounds or, um, you know, just be a little just be a little more cautious with it. But at the same time, I mean, we all know that when the offense is rolling the best is when K.J. is, you know, throwing and running well. Mm-hmm. And that's it's hard to take that away, that threat. So – um, you know, maybe scale it back some, but just be smarter with it, I think. I uh, trade this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, and this uh, kind of ties right in with what you were talking about with K.J. Jefferson. Savage says, ask Trey, who was K.J. Jefferson training with out in California? And is that normal to leave the program and go work out? I'm not sure. Now there are there are, there's like quarterback coaches out in California. Uh, I can't remember the name of them, but there's a pretty popular one. But I, I haven't followed that really. So, um, but yeah, I don't think that's uncommon to do that kind of stuff. How long not do you all. normally go? I mean, is it like for a week at a time, or not do you sure. know? Okay, no. okay. Uh, Woodstock wants to know why did Dan Enos leave Alabama? And how did his offense work with a stacked Bama roster? I think because Nick couldn't find him. When he went to go find him, he was gone. 
Yeah. Well, it wasn't his offense either. He was he was an offensive coordinator. Yeah. He was, he was a, just a quarterback, quarterback coach. coach. So he left and took the offensive coordinator job at Miami. Okay, I'm getting this from our leader, Justin Agri. Says KG trained with George Whitfield. KJ. KJ. <laughs> Should be. KJ trained with George Whitfield. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with him, but he no. must be good. Me either. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty familiar with – there's a guy out there, and that may be him, that people talk about a lot. Um, I'm Googling it, and it's uh, – this guy died, and George Whitfield died in 1770. It's not him. <laughs> the you know, I thought so. Yeah, in the early colonial days, oh, I knew that name goodness. was familiar. Yes, yeah. yes. Not that, not that George not Whitfield. That, okay, okay. He was resurrected to work <laughs> with K.J. Jefferson. I wonder what he has for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he teach him with the bow and arrow? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, that was Siri sent that, so that's why I probably changed from KJ to KG. But anyway, thank you, Justin. Good stuff, Rick. <laughs> yeah. wow. Okay, the other big item on Hog Sports, and Danny does this as uh, I guess you could say, does he do it once a week? Train that is the big red board. Uh, I don't know if it's weekly. It's when it needs to be updated. Okay. When there's notable information that okay. requires change, yeah. Because I, I mean, I just love looking at, you know, the. in fact, at the end of, I'm looking at the defense right now, defensive tackle, and he'll list all the recruits and, you know, whether there's interest in, uh, like, Dion Stutz. He's a hog. He's committed out of Memphis. Uh, then the rest of them. Uh, I was kind of surprised. T.J. Lindsey, he's now at IMG. He's got cool beside him. Uh, oh. Yeah, I think it, it kind of feels like maybe he's headed elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. But then it's got all the little breakdowns uh, at the bottom. Said Lindsey was downgraded to cool last week, telling me he has no plans of taking an official visit to Arkansas. Okay, that's yeah. a good reason why. It's going to be hard to get him then. Yeah, it's <laughs> ice cold, apparently. Yeah. But uh, he breaks it down, and I know we've talked about this before, but he breaks it down, defensive tackle, defensive end, linebackers, safeties, corners, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, if you really want the inside skinny on what's going on with these uh, uh, potential recruits, that's where you'll find it, on the big yeah. red board. Hey, Randy, if I can mention real quick, you know, right now, just for a few days now, and uh, this ends the 15th at 11 p.m., so, like, might be a good Father's Day gift or something like that, but uh, we're doing 60% off right now. So if you want to read all the in insider recruiting stuff, all the stuff that's happening, all the visitors that are coming in, check out the big red board and all our projections and stuff, then go to sign up. It's hawgsports.com, and it breaks down to $0.83 cents a week. Three fifty-eight a month, and it's billed at just forty-two dollars and ninety-six cents for the entire year. Which is, I promise you, if you're a, if you're a diehard Razorback fan, uh, you're going to be going. What was I doing when I, when I was on the ground of this before? Go check us out. It's a uh, it's a great deal, and uh, again, it runs through the fifteenth. So 
uh, go ahead and take advantage of it now. You can read all of this stuff that's going on in June recruiting. And when, I mean, guys, it's not that long until, I mean, SEC media days is, I mean, just over a month away. So we'll be, I mean, the summer gets shorter and shorter, doesn't it? With the, Absolutely. With all this stuff going on and stuff to talk about and just the change in the calendar and stuff. So um, it's a good time to sign up. Well, as a suggestion, I mean, you you certainly want to have this in place by the fall because you would oh, miss yeah. Trey's walk and talk after each Arkansas game, which I really think you might even want to consider doing it after each practice. I can see you <laughs> bouncing off the walls after each practice. Well, we do the walk and talk for free, so that is available to everybody. But that's just kind of a way to show you, you know, Something we do at Hog Sports. Not, you know, we got a lot more behind the scenes. I like too. your little studio setup you've got too there with the microphone and everything. Man, you look like a radio personality doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> I am, Randy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trey, talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>